0: everybody welcome to the rodeo wagon podcast we're here in cuba missouri with isaiah dunn owner of the amped up production how long have you been doing this now
1: uh, we started in 2013 uh, that was the first year that we did some events was 2013 2012 we did one event in warrensburg missouri and it was a bull team event and it was a three-year-old rank rider bull team, worst idea I ever had, ever <laughs> <laughs> I mean we, everybody brought their three year olds that were the best and I didn't know any better uh, it's horrible, but uh, we learned a lot from that one event uh, our Warsburg our county fair, they asked me, they said hey, would you want to put on a bull ride during the fair I was like, not really, but I guess <laughs> I guess I will, uh, we were actually looking more towards getting into the buck and bull side of it, more than the producing side okay. of it Uh, Whenever I first started um, We bought some bulls got some cows, you know uh, Skeet Davis six crowns rodeo Scott Davis. I bought some cows from Scott Uh, We were buying some bulls from different people just you know looking to more get into the bull side of it Um, and You know that was about 12 to 13 years ago, and it's a lot different now than it, just in that 13 years, it's insanely different. A whole different um, world,
0: and you started yeah. right when I did. Yeah. So that would have been the time because right the first time I knew anything about you guys, I had just started. I started writing in 2012. Uh huh. And I kind of just stayed at Ray Cox's up in Jacksonville. Yeah. Just getting all yep. practice bowls. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't really go around. And then once I kind of went around and started going with Caleb rule and stuff. Uh huh. And then I re- I just distinctly remember uh, Isaac Tolliver going like 90 points at that point he was what 15 16 yeah he was a little bitty that would have been right there. around that time so that yeah. probably would have been one of those first events
1: you did if it was 2013 yeah 13 we uh uh well in 2012 um, i did the one event and i figured out real quick that if you're gonna haul bulls you need to put on some events that way you could have guys haul bulls to your events and then you can haul bulls to their events so it's kind of you know you scratch their back they scratch yours um uh, this was—they were not bull team events. They were just, just bull ridings. We right. were just putting on bull ridings that year, that first year, and uh, and then um, they they kind of talked to me about doing some bull team events. So we decided we'd do a couple of those. But yeah, we did five in 2013. Um, and
0: you're doing how many now?
1: Um, so around twenty five to thirty um events and then we've got some other guys. Uh Kurt Check is co-sanctioned some events up in Wisconsin. Mike Traxler's co-sanctioned some events up there as well. Is that new? Yeah, that's new for this year. Um we're looking to kind of branch out. You know, obviously me and Ashley can only be in so many spots. (laughs) We can't be everywhere. Um so we're trying to find guys that put on a good quality show to tie with the amped up name um to kind of you know spread out and be able to give guys more of an opportunity to be able to qualify to finals you know if they're from wisconsin they don't have to come to missouri every time to come to an amped up event they can go to some good events up there in wisconsin minnesota area uh, with kurt and mike traxler and those guys put on great events up there and and i'll be honest i'm not going to drive 12 hours (laughs) every weekend to go put on an event you know and i have no desire to do that um works a lot better if we kind of join forces instead of fight against each other so
0: yeah for sure and that man i think it helps a lot of the riders that too on having all of these different events that maybe are co-sanctioned and yeah you know you can actually qualify for more finals from a boarder's perspective the more finals at the end of the year you can go to the more money you can make that's right yeah so i mean there for a minute it was probably four years and i didn't go to any finals whatsoever, I went to some events, never bought my card, right. and then I started seeing, you know, the benefits last two years. Of, yeah. Hey, I need to start buying my card to some of these deals because their finals, you know, pay out decent and yeah, it's not interfering with my other schedule. If I can only go to one or two of them during the year, right? And I can qualify for a finals. Well, maybe in December you know, these October, maybe they're the spot there where I can make some more money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can get to those finals, you know, and uh, uh, win more money, get some prizes, you know, of course, jackets and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, like whenever we did started doing the Amped Up finals, that was kind of our main goal was to make sure that we were giving out a good quality coat, vest, buckle, whatever it is. Um, and, and putting on a good quality event as far as the finals goes. Your
0: productions, out of all of the events going around, is one of the best, hands down. I, don't, I think for years you've kind of made that a spa- staple. Like how you do your productions, you know, for the fans coming in. Like they're getting a real experience of what you would consider a bull riding. Yeah. Different than a rodeo, you right, know. Right, right. And – you know, some of these, I, I feel like maybe don't emphasize that as enough. So, you know, you talk about the PBR as being kind of the pinnacle of what that production looks like. Sure. And I feel like your guys' production is right there on par with, you know... Well, I appreciate that, that. and
1: we try as hard as we can to, uh, you know, make sure that we're putting on the best show that we possibly can. So we're we're basically trying to put on a mini PBR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's basically right. what it is. It's just like anything else. PBRs is obviously... You know they're they're one of the well they are the biggest bull riding association out there. Sure. Um, So we're putting on something similar, um, just more at a little bit smaller scale. But as far as like pyrotechnics go, we have that. We I mean our production is, you know, whenever we go in and do an event, whenever it starts and an announcer shows up, everything's wrote down from if it starts at seven from six fifty three till. The end of the show. It's broke down exactly how we're going to run the show. Who's going to be where? Now that doesn't mean that it always happens that way, right? Because somebody gets hurt, a bull goes crazy, or you got you know your dragon bulls, or something. Something crazy always happens. But um, I I also am a big believer in making sure that I hire guys for every position. Don't just find somebody and throw them in there to go do whatever. You got to pay your guys. I mean, all the way down to pulling gates, pulling flanks, whatever it is they're doing, you need to pay them and have somebody there that knows what they're doing.
0: What does that look like, the process of contract personnel? Because that certainly would be a big part of it.
1: Yeah, that's a huge part of it, in my opinion, is making sure that you have guys that, like I said, know what they're doing. So, um, you know, we're not just hiring bullfighters and a funny man and an announcer. We're hiring back pin help. We're hiring strip and shoot help. You know, gate guys. I mean, um, you know, guys that kind of know exactly what's what's expected of them yeah um and i think that's another thing is that you know whenever guys show up to help or work for us they understand that hey we the, we expect this out of you um we're not here drinking beer behind the chutes in an alleyway you know i <laughs> right, mean right, after right. it's over you sure. go have some beer that's yep. fine um, you're not standing on the back of my buck and shoots drinking beer in the middle of a bull ride. Yeah. I mean, that's just not not a thing that... <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and, you know, the committees are paying us to come in and put on these shows. Um, and the fans are paying their hard-earned money to come to a show. So, you know, if you want to be one of the top out there you got to go above and beyond what other people are going to do
0: what does that look like you know you mentioned the committee so Uh i'm I'm learning a lot right now with western edge and trying to and part of this podcast is trying to learn about every different facet of rodeo yeah and how everything works and one of the biggest things that I mean, I guess I'm just a bull rider, so I didn't have to ever think about it. But right. thinking about okay, committees mm-hmm. are doing a lot of this. And, yeah. But then guys are putting on their own events, and what does that look like as far as? Yeah, we how do you both. I mean, out? we
1: we uh, you know we have committees that hire us to come in and put on an event, and then we put on our own events. That is, there is just a ton of behind the scenes work that goes on. I mean, you know, for a two and a half hour show you spend weeks or months building up to it, you know, selling sponsors. Um, You know, as far as committees go, they go out there, they work their tails off to sell sponsors and they're working the arena making sure that we have, you know, ambulance, making sure that we have everything that we need to put on an event. Um, But, as far as producing your own show, I don't think, a lot of people just think, and there are some guys that they just go put on a little show and that's great and if that's what they want to do, but, you know, we kind of want to we want to be that staple of hey, you know, if you want to go hire one of the best out there, go hire amped up, let them put on a show for you. Right. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do the fire, we're gonna do the smoke, we're gonna do. But another thing we're gonna do is we're gonna draw in the cowboys. We're gonna have good bull riders. Try to bring good bulls. Um, you know, and and that's one of the deals, like the rider friendly bull team thing that that kind of kicked off the first event we did with that. There were no really nobody was really doing it. Um, we weren't even doing it. Um, and then we decided to do it, and a couple other guys decided to do it. Um, but it's kind of changed the whole... Everything. It's changed everything the in landscape bull riding. The of bull riding. Yeah, from whenever I really rode different. bulls to pulling in and there'd be... 15 big arm yanking hard to ride brindles and they're you know you're looking at the pin going man i really want that little muley he's so good you know certainly
0: has made the pin more consistent
1: absolutely yeah that's That's... the big thing about um the bull bull team the rider team um is that you've got a whole pin of bulls that are very rideable and i mean obviously that contractor wants you to ride yeah, um, you But know. he also
0: wants to bring a bull that's good enough that yeah. you're going to win on it.
1: Yeah, so. he he has to bring a bull that's good. If he brings a bull that's like 15-point bull that jump kick straight down the pin, you can ride him, but that contractor's not going to win any money. Right. And, I mean, a lot of these guys now, that's all they do. They're just, you know, they're running the bull teams all the time. They get partners and people jump in with them and almost play the game. I mean, it's like – it's literally like going to the boat. I mean, you're you're gambling. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you're gambling. I mean, it's if I always tell the guys, if you can't walk out there and burn that money in your yard, <laughs> do not enter a boat team. <laughs> yeah, you know. and
0: especially you know probably coming to these deals and you know your your lower level deals uh-huh. where you are going to get locals and you are going to get guys that right. are just starting off. Right. And so the, the 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 caliber of guys is. Maybe not as consistent.
1: Yeah, I, I will say, um, you know, we've been very blessed. We usually have a pretty good group of uh, bull riders. Um, Do you uh,
0: think some of that's location? Because where you're at is almost, a, it's it's one yeah. of the most perfect locations if you're going to produce to get riders. Because yeah. you're right there on Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas.
1: Yeah, Missouri is, uh, I will say, Central Missouri puts out a lot of bull riders. I mean, you get Missouri, Oklahoma. Arkansas Kansas that whole area there is just a stack of bull riders and it's always kind of been that way even whenever I rode bulls there was a lot of guys you know uh, we would go up into the northern country and not saying anything bad but the bull power up there was always a little bit less we could go up there and you know the bull power up there was just unbelievable I mean or down here You go up there, and the bull power was just a little bit less. And, you know, I remember the first time I went up there, I complained the whole time that we were going up there. I'm like, why are we driving to Wisconsin? This is ridiculous. Drove up there. I rode a bull. I literally thought, man, I hope I even win a check. And I ended up winning the bull riding just because that bull down here in Missouri would have been about an 82-point bull. Up there, he was an 87, 88-point bull. And, And that's not saying anything bad. That's just... The caliber of rider down here, there was a lot more bull riders running around. Um, instead of having two or three guys, it was fifteen that could ride. You know, so um, I do think that does help. Um, I think also whenever you put on a good event and you treat guys right, and you know, there's there's other contractors out there that do it too. I'm not saying I'm the only one by no yeah, means. Yeah, there's some sure. other good guys yeah. out there. You know, that I'm good friends with, and, and they do a great job. But those guys are successful because. They take care of bull riders, you know. They they uh, they understand that you can't have a bunch of bulls that just arm yank jerk guys down and beat up your bull riders. I mean, you want you want some bulls, you want your bull riders to be successful because therein lies the committee's happier because you're riding one out of every three to four bulls instead of riding one bull a night. You know, Um, at most of our events we ride about one to three four bulls you know one out of every three or four bulls
0: yeah yeah you guys actually get whereas if you go up north and me and Dakota talk about it all the time you go up north and you go to some of those deals Uh and it's not all the deals but yeah there's a few of those deals lots of money one guy will stay on and win a pile but (laughs) the bull the bull you got to get on to do that right and it's not even like you're gonna be 87 points right some of these are some big honky out of line suckers oh yeah 76 points yeah but yeah um yeah, it's just a different deal. It seems like up north, and I don't know. I don't. It's
1: it... it's kind of always been like that. I don't really know why. I don't think the bull teams up north is near as big either. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I, don't I know. See as many. I know in the Midwest here, and further south you get, you can go to bull teams. I mean, if you want to spend, you know, seven hundred dollar entry fees, or if you want to spend five thousand dollar entry fees, there's bull teams for you to go to, yeah, to play sure. at. You know, um, but I honestly think that that's one reason why we do have. Um, a more even pin of bulls is because these guys were trying to bring bulls that guys can ride yeah. you know now they also want them to be about 85 to 87 points right so from a fan point of view it's awesome because they're they're looking at it going man this is great like yeah. this is an awesome bull riding sure. instead of watching because since the PBR is taking bull riding mainstream your fan now understands what a good bull is and what a piece of junk bull yeah, is yeah. so you can't bring a yeah. bunch of jump kickers right. or your fans like man them bulls were horrible yeah you know yeah for sure so i don't know but bull riding's so different now um than it was whenever i was riding uh and, and it really hadn't been that long ago you know that i rode bulls
0: so and, and, and nowadays like i even know when i started there was a few associations uh-huh yeah and so there's more associations now yeah i think there's more bull rides you know, people I do talk too. about like you know, not everybody because you know you you get riders, right? And there's there's uh, Shad Smith, he's getting riders. Oh yeah, and yep. you know yep. there's guys that are getting the riders, right? Uh, so I don't think it's a lack of riders. I think there's more events to choose from.
1: I honestly believe you. I, I think that there's more events for guys to go to, um, and I I I think that's it. I think there's more events because I think bull riding's grown so big. You know, it's just gotten more mainstream and people want a bull riding. And that's yeah. not to take – those really good rodeos are really – they're thriving. They're doing good. Yeah. But some of those smaller rodeos that maybe weren't doing as good, they've switched them over to a bull riding, and now they're doing and pretty they do. good. The, you know? bu- the
0: bull riding's definitely seem on on average, even on an amateur scale, when you uh-huh. go around, the bull rides seem to do better. As far as yeah, fan base and yeah. if you're looking at a committee, you know, trying to right. not lose your butt or you're putting yeah. on your own production – the bull riding, I think, draws in a better crowd. and
1: Yeah, and, and there's like I said, there's really good rodeos out there, good committees that, that really, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of good rodeos in the Midwest. Yeah, we do. I just think some of those smaller ones that were already struggling, really yeah. struggled, you know. And then especially once COVID hit, because, man, which I will say COVID kind of shut down some of those little bull riding outfits that were just... Running in and underbidding and putting on horrible shows and you know that, that some of those kind of shut down, they yeah. they quit, um, you know, and not just not Missouri but just all across the country. I think it helped kind of weed out some of those guys that were just running in there bidding them for nothing and putting on a horrible show. You know, because those yeah, don't help true. the those don't help anybody. Yeah, you nobody. Because um, I'll be honest with you, um, you know, you take the the. The bull riding committees or the bull riding uh, groups that are good, you know, like us or Shad or whatever, yep. we're gonna be very similar in price. I mean, uh, I I guarantee it. Yeah. I don't know what Shad's bidding is for, but I'm sure we're gonna be, be very similar close. because yeah. Shad's gonna hire good announcers. I'm gonna hire good announcers, good funny man, good, and we're gonna pay all those guys. And you can't do that for free i mean it's it's you got it costs money to be able to put on this uh, quality event
0: yeah yeah 100 percent. i think too um the bull teams have probably helped in making more just bull rides and rodeos in general yeah because now you're you don't have a guy look there's no there's, there's not a ton of money prior to where you're just getting paid per hour right whereas now a guy can have four bulls or five bulls and right. have a set that, okay, I can afford this feed bill right? and I can afford to go enter and actually win some money back. And so yeah. now the business side of it from the bull end yeah. and that bull guy end has made probably more contractors and I the think, more contractors, yeah. well, heck, the more bull rights there's going to be.
1: Well, and I agree with you on that. So whenever I first started wanting to get in the bull business, you know, you know, it's paying 50, 60, maybe a hundred bucks a bull to bring a bull, something like that. Well, heck you gotta feed ten of them to make six hundred bucks, <laughs> and so but then, if you've got a three really good bull team bulls and you're just put you know you can make you can make three four thousand bucks in one night at a bull team event I mean so and you go find a partner that he's gonna pay the entry fees and you're gonna split the winnings or there's all sure. different ways that guys have figured out how to do it, yeah, and they're so a guy that has 30 bucking bulls, it's harder for him today to get jobs because these events, like at this event here, you know, we've got teams entered here. These guys are going to bring their bulls. They're going to compete. They're going to win money. You know, now we'll have – they'll bring a few extras. We'll we pay for some extra bulls to be here. Yeah. But we don't have one guy bringing 25 20, bulls. Right. You know. Um, now, we still do events that aren't bull team events. Yeah. Um, and we generally do those whenever it's hard to find riders, because there are certain times of years where it's okay. just tough to get a rider. Um, you know, so we, we try to not do bull team events whenever it's tough to get riders.
0: Yeah, and again, that's so many. There's so many boards to go. to. I know. There's yeah. so many of them. Yeah. And yep. you know, you, you get too as a rider, like where you start riding, and over the years you get you get events that you like, and you're like, I want to go to that one. Well, then all of a sudden, now, five years later, you have these events that you've loved, but there are 50 billion other ones, and so it's trying to navigate, you know, going and... So, whenever (laughs) I
1: first started riding bulls, um, call-ins would be on Monday night. If you didn't call in at 6 o'clock, you'd be on a waiting list. And if you didn't, I mean, if you didn't get in, you weren't getting in. Yeah. That is not how it is today. Like, there will be guys calling all week long. Um, we usually books open two weeks before an event, and I mean they just call all week, all day, day before. <laughs> hey, can I get in? Hey, can, I mean that's literally you're texting guys. Hey, uh, are you coming? You said you were coming. Oh yeah, I forgot. Go ahead and put me down. You yeah. know, um, especially once you get into late middle June, July, August. Those three months are. You know, you're, yeah, you're almost like down. searching. You're like, hey, don't forget about us over here. <laughs> and it's so easy to do.
0: And even scheduling out, you know, if you're going, you know, fairly hard or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're, you're you're not going, like for me, if I'm not just going to PBRs where I know that's my schedule. Right. Now I'm like searching everything, and it's easy yeah. to f- see something when you're first searching, and then you're, you're 10, 11 associations in, you forget about that one, and yep. all of a sudden you're like, you you come to you know certain days and you're like okay where am i going <laughs> right yeah you know, there's, there's a bunch of options and uh, yeah and then in the summertime you know it's during the week too right so yep. colons aren't on a, on monday it's like monday tuesday wednesday thursday the right. colon at, at some point
1: yeah it's it's a uh, like i said it's so much different now than it was um i think it's better in ways i think you know it's got different in ways you it know is. So. I, I think
0: it's i really think the bull power everything about the the bull side of things is much better than it used to be
1: i agree yeah uh, it i i can remember going to many bull items where i'm just like man, there'd be like four bulls <laughs> in the pen you wanted to draw and the rest of them you were like uh, all right here we go yeah. you know i mean i can remember getting on bulls that never turn back i mean there was that you would <laughs> just blow through the air you know, contractors at haul them. I oh, yeah, mean, right. there's some bulls that guys had that they bucked. I mean, they were buckers sure. for sure. They just weren't turned back, you know, yeah. just fall out there and just turn back little bulls. I mean, they'd blow through the air, pull out a knife and try to stab you with it. I mean, they were just hard to ride bulls. Um, and I think, like I said, I think that's kind of changed the industry. Yeah. Those bulls. They they they're fewer and far between now. Where
0: and I think it's good and it's bad. The the bad part about it is guys starting out, it's harder to find stuff to really just get your feet wet and learn yeah. how to stay on a bull for eight seconds. Yeah. Even if it's jumping down the pen. Yeah. The the benefit is is, you know, the the bulls are better, they're better to get on. You're not gambling quite as much as a rider right when the pins out even. Like yeah. if you go out tonight and ride both your bulls, you're oh, gonna, yeah. You're going to be in the pay window. Yep. Yep. You know? You're going to win money. Yep. And whereas in, in the past, if if you know, you may not have.
1: <laughs> I, can, I rode bulls before uh, at bull ridings and that didn't even make short round. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're like, dope. I didn't make short round. Today, you it's... tell a young kid that and they're like, what do you mean you didn't make the short round? You rode your bull and didn't make the short round? <laughs> you know, if there was a short round. <laughs> right. Because whenever I, we were riding bulls back then, I mean, even at the rodeos, there was just so many bull, ridings, bull riders. But like I said, I don't think there was as many events as there is today. Right. There's a lot more. Just bull riding as a general sport has grown so much yeah. that I don't think that there was as many to go to. Um, we, we generally went to, you'd look at them, and there might be, a, but they'd be spread out. You know, There wouldn't be like four of them all in one little circle where you could go to. Sure. You know? I
0: think the downside, is for me anyway, as a rider, is there's so many events to go to. And there's not hardly any events where everybody's there. And part right. of that could yeah. because I'm getting older. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys I don't know now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So that could be it as well. But, you know, I, I feel like when there was when everything was more centralized and there wasn't tons of them, right. everybody came. And so you kind of had yeah. that group of, you know, all the guys there where, you know, you really had a blast. Where now, you know, you'll show up. There could be, you know... Five or six or seven of those guys here right. tonight and five or six or seven of them over here and five or six or seven of them over there.
1: and Yeah, we used to – we'd be like, okay, well, we're all going here and then we're all going here <laughs> and then we're all going here and then we're all going here. You know, that it, today it's not like that. You know, it's these guys are coming here and then they're going somewhere tomorrow and then they're coming. You know, other guys are coming here tomorrow and <laughs> it's just – like I said, it's just a lot different now. Um, uh i mean like i said it's good and bad but i agree with you i think that uh i think that's kind of how it is now it used to be everybody kind of went in a little pecking order with each other you know they'd follow this little association or group or whatever it was and we all just go to the same place (laughs) you know um but yeah it's uh i don't know but I, i love board riding i think it's awesome uh how the sport has changed and yeah. it's going to change. And that's the thing is you've got to change with the sport. It's I mean, evolving. Yeah, you're either going to change or get left behind. And- hey
0: there, folks. I want to tell you about my favorite cowboy hat brand, Sombrero Brands. As a professional bull rider, I know how important it is to have a hat that not only looks good, but can withstand the toughest rides out there. And that's exactly what Sombrero Brands delivers. Their hats are custom fitted and shaped to perfection, with a level of attention to detail that's hard to find these days. But what really sets Sombrero brands apart is the fact that they're a family-owned and operated business. Mark and Kendall Holler, the owners, and their daughter Sarah, who's only 13 but already a hat-making prodigy, are all passionate about their craft. They know what it takes to make a cowboy hat that can stand up to anything the rodeo circuit can throw at it. And get this, the founder's grandfather, Polly Holler, was born and raised at South Camp on the Four Sixes Ranch. These folks have got cowboy blood running through their veins, and it shows in every hat they make. That's why I'm proud to have Sombrero Brands as a major sponsor for my podcast, the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. So if you're in the market for a hat that's tough enough to handle anything the rodeo throws at it, give Sombrero Brands a try. Trust me, you won't be disappointed.
1: I think one of the reasons why bull riding is so popular is because, you know, um, if you have never been on a farm never been by a cow, never been by a horse, and you come to a bull ride and you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, especially at those indoor events, and and even out here you'll see it too, but at the indoor events, and with the PBR, I'm sure you see this a lot, um, there's people at a PBR that they would not. There's no way you'd see them at a rodeo. Yeah.
0: They're not going to a rodeo. Never.
1: But they're going to go to a PBR, or they're going to go to a bull ride. They're going to go to an amped-up event or but, but they're not going to go to a rodeo down the road, but they'll go to an amped up of bull riding sure. event. Oh, that's awesome.
0: The IQ's different, too. So, mm-hmm. like, people here probably have a better bull riding IQ. Yeah. They, when they're, like you said before, they're watching, they know what a decent bull is. And yeah. They, and if one guy stays on, they're going to be like, well, this was a crap bull riding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bull team to help have helped on that side as well, on the production side of yeah. maybe keeping yourself from freaking having one guy stay on, which is great for us riders and yeah. for that one guy. But on the production side, that has to be awful for you guys. You know, you probably... I mean, yeah. it probably kind of sucks when that happens. Cause well, and
1: I'll tell you another thing. So what we do, and I think a lot of bull riders like it as well, is so these guys bring us two bulls on their team, and then they draw two bull riders, and then they match them up to whatever bulls they want. Yeah. So if I draw you, I can put you on bull 36, and you're excited because that's the bull you want to get on. Right. And the contractor's excited because that is going to fit you because you've already rode him three times.
0: That is the best system out of all these bull teams. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. I, I won't go to bring your own rider deals anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm 5'11. Yeah. I'm a tall, lanky guy yeah. who I, I try my best to ride very technical, right. which means I'm not showy. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not gaining three points because I'm, you know, all the time just cutting loose on them. Right. So if me and. Denton Fugate or Keith Hall show up to a bull ride right. well we both get on the same bull they're going to win <laughs> right. yeah. and, and from a judge's sport like that I, I get it maybe they should you know they. Right. You know, uh, but so like those bring your own riders it's you know you're, you're almost you're forced to pick bulls and if you're not going to them all the time too and you're not getting on one bull all the time you also have guys that are going to them and they've been on this bull eight times and yeah. they've rode them for 89, 90 points every single time right so you're competing against that a little bit. Um, I, I really like the way that you guys have that set up. Yeah. So it, it, it's good for the contractors. It's good for the riders. Yep. And it, it takes it away to where I'm going to show up. Uh, the other day there was a bring-your-own-rider in Dakota said uh, you had to be 90 and a half. get paid which makes a good show don't get me wrong that's an awesome show it does but if you're 87 and you didn't make the short round you're like wow
1: (laughs) yeah that that makes an awesome show for that guy you know i mean that's a good bull ride for sure um we just haven't done it um i I know there's pros and cons to it uh both sides i've heard them um i think the system we've got right now is working when for the bull team side uh, those guys that do the bring your own rider, you know that if it's working for them, keep doing it. From you know, the production I mean. side,
0: if they're making money, all of that, yeah, it's perfect. From the rider yeah. side, it's just like from like a business perspective. When I sit down and I say, okay, I really, I have a family now. I got to feed this family. Right. Where am I going? Mm-hmm. And what's the risk reward? Right. If I do win, how much am I going to win? Right. And is that worth the risk, or is it? Am I going to win two hundred dollars more? Right. And there's, I'm better off going to this deal. You know right. where. It's an even playing field. Now you will show up to those events where you'll have an event like that where everything's everything's on the books. It's a draw. You know, you're not getting picked up, and it just happens that, that night. Right. Everybody matches up, and that to me, that's that's the purity of it, and that's, yeah. what, you, that, that's what I think people should strive for instead of the yeah. other way.
1: Well, and, and that's kind of but from know, a
0: production standpoint, yeah. I, I, there's business at that point, and you need yeah. to what what works for you and what what you know pays the bills and right and if if it's specifically for contractors I then. think
1: some I think some of those contracts so the contractors that go to those they do they do like it some of them don't like it and this is a complaint I heard about it and is they struggle they don't know bull riders you know oh, yeah. so like yeah. for me
0: yeah
1: I know bull riders right. like I can yeah. call some guys and be like hey I need you to come get yeah. on the bulls for me uh-huh. but there's guys out there that are like man I don't really know any bull riders you know or like I don't know those guys. I don't know how to get you know really get those guys to come get on my bulls. So, yeah. and um, if
0: you're getting started, then that would be awful. If you're getting started right, in the yeah. contracting yeah. world, and yeah. you didn't just you weren't just you know within you know. Right a prior bull rider a prior experience knowing everybody yeah you just
1: just getting into it, it, it it's can almost be tough. like
0: it's almost like having a draw so whether in the short round you mm-hmm. should draw your bull or pick your bull right and the pick your bull the downside to that and the you know on like the big tour and stuff like that uh-huh. okay i get it because you can research you can know right. you know if you didn't know what you had to pick before then right. and you wanted to know you just didn't do your job and you didn't do your due diligence of sure. looking it up but a lot of these deals, you have no idea. And, what bulls are there, And sure. if you're in a position where you need to be 89, but maybe there's only two bulls in there, and you have no idea, then Which one? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> maybe you were in the position where you could have got one of those, but you just right. had no idea what you were getting on.
1: It's so funny you say that. We did a bull riding somewhere, and... Um, oh, it was at Lucas uh, at the bull riding, and we, and we did that, and we yeah. thought it'd be cool. We yeah. let them pick the bulls in the short round, and... Um, Cody Rodeo Tyler Yep, was the last one, and they left him I with that bull of Jack Simmons <laughs> that went to the NFR, and we were all like, what are y'all doing? And he rides that dude for like 90 and a half points. I mean, he was so excited to have him. He was like, no way they're leaving me this bull. But these guys, some of the guys that were picking before him, they didn't know what those bulls were. What? Now, we told them. On Friday, we said, here's the short round list. Yeah. You guys can look and see what's and in there. You could have looked it up. And they could have looked and, and seen it. They would have
0: found him. Anyway. And they
1: didn't. <laughs> and Cody is sitting there and he comes walking up there and he's like, well, what is left? And I turn the paper and he's like, no way. Seriously? <laughs> he was like so excited. Rides that I can't remember what the bull was. It was. a big yellow bull of Jack Simmons. and uh, I,
0: I forget what the bull's name was, but I do know that i was one of the guys that didn't pick him so I, I i just knew a few of them in there yeah and i didn't look them up or anything and i picked cornerstone that's what i got oh on. yep and okay. I, had, I had rode him twice before sure and that day he was a little bit long and i think he got me at like yeah. six seven seconds yeah. but uh yeah that was a few years back i remember yeah, that has been
1: about three or four years and he ago, was eight, yeah. like 89 yeah. on him. yeah yeah he was like right at 90 yeah. points on him so. yeah
0: that was a good bull ride yeah, that's funny. And yeah. kind of all people, too, rodeo would fit that bull perfectly. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, I
1: can't remember what the bull was. But like I said, he he had been to the NFR. Yep. Uh, I mean, just – and he was in the rider pin, like the bull that the guys want to get on. I mean, it was just – but, you know, I was like, well, they left him for you. I don't know what they were doing, but okay. So, um, so.
0: Man, and you, you rode, too. How many years did you ride? Um, I
1: rode bulls for a little while. Um, not a long, long time. I rode when I was a kid. I rode youth rodeo, and then um, I rode with the NFPB for a while and did a little bit of PRCA, not much, um, you know. Um, mainly I just rode local stuff, and I, I made pretty good money doing that. Um, I had, you know, uh, some kids and and kind of stayed local and didn't really travel uh, like I Looking back, I would have liked to have maybe gone farther, but um, I'm not complaining at all. I enjoyed it. Uh,
0: you can and you can make a living doing it too. I was actually talking to my cousin the other day, and like I, I wonder if if a guy. Okay, so if you can go and make. Say a hundred thousand dollars going to a PBR, whatever that bottom. I don't know what thirty-five in the world in the PRC or know. in the PBR is in fifteen. I think fifteen was right at a hundred in a far. I think so. Going into the NFR, so so say a hundred thousand. I would. I wonder if if you had a guy that can go do that, and he just spent all year going to just amateur boards, mm-hmm. so just step down from PRCa and PBR. So sure. Just go to any events outside of those two associations. I'm curious. What you could make doing that? I don't know. Because I, you can go honestly. Uh, you can go I think to some of these deals and make six grand. You can yeah. come during the week and make fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a pop. And right.
1: I think nowadays you could make a really. I, I mean, I, I honestly do. I think if you're a good bull rider, I think you can make a ton of money in the bull riding industry and not travel. Like very, like, if if you're gonna go to the to the NFR. You're going to be on the road traveling.
0: You're probably spending – I don't know what the NFR is. I'm going to guess that you're probably spending fifty grand in, in expenses.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You're going to spend a lot. I yeah. mean, you're on the road a lot. You well,
0: know. Well, being Andrew talked about it, and he spent $30,000 going to PBRs. Yeah. I'm going to say maybe yeah. 20000 more going pro rodeos just because of how much more you're traveling. Right, you right, because you're traveling so much you're more. You're traveling a little bit more throughout the week and stuff like that. I know
1: the last year I rode Bulls um, – I made almost forty thousand dollars riding bulls that year, that and it just we—I was going. I wasn't traveling far. I was going to some yeah. NFPBs. I was going to some, you know, URAs, some MRCA's, just just rodeos, just bull ridings, um, you know, uh, and making you know making pretty decent money. I mean, and that was fifteen years ago. <laughs> you know, that was you know so. Um, my expense wasn't near like traveling not up and down the road, flying here, flying there, doing that. You know, it's um, the
0: PBRs. You know, when we're going, like I, I'm probably averaging, it's 500 a weekend. Sure, it's right. 500 dollars just to go. You know, so yep. if you're not, I went to, oh Montana the other weekend. And I won like 680 dollars. Yeah, and I took oh, six or something like that. Yeah. and um. I forget who I was talking to on the way back They're like uh, you win anything and I said well I won money but I lost money <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and that's kind of how I looked
1: at it whenever I was going I was like man I could travel to these PBRs but man I'm going to spend a pile going to them um, and then once I decided I was going to go to them I bought my permit and I was going to go to some and I was entered up and it was going to go to a few I was going to travel with like Willie Rop was going to them then and and some of the other guys and then uh, Scott Burris had a bull called Corn Dog that just annihilated me, took me out. <laughs> and it took me a long time to get back to where.
0: Scott's done that to a few guys. Yeah. It, it,
1: you know, it wasn't even his fault. Um, the bull just pulled me down and just, I mean, I don't know how it didn't knock me out. It was bad. Uh, but it took me out for a while. And then at that point I had two little kids and I was like, okay, you know. I got a month off work because I couldn't do any work. I mean, I couldn't do anything because I was just so messed up from that wreck. And uh, so I kind of backed off from bull riding after that. I kind of said, hey, you know what, um, I think I'm just going to work a little bit more, maybe go to a few here and there. And, um, But, you know, and, and for two years, I didn't even go to a bull riding. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really go to a rodeo. I didn't do nothing. Did
0: you Did you want to? What was that like? Cause I, I, I couldn't really go there.
1: because... <laughs> If I went I knew I was gonna to wanna to go again. Yeah. So I kinda of just said, Hey, I'm not even gonna go, not really gonna do anything and then like I said, then in two thousand twelve they the fair in Warrensburg said, Hey, why don't you jump on here and uh <laughs> jump on here and help us put this board riding on or put this board riding on. That's kinda of where we're at and then now it's you know, it's a family event. I mean me and I mean Ashley does psh- just as much, if not more, than I do. I mean, oh, yeah. she runs the show. I mean, she actually talks to bull riders and more than I do. I mean, I'll <laughs> be I mean, I'll be able to still walk in. and I'm like, who are you talking to? Oh, Cody called me, or you know, <laughs> whoever it is. I mean, um, they call Ashley all the time. You yeah. know, so she calls contractors. She calls every everybody. It's, that is one so. thing.
0: It's a that's a family affair. Almost every single operation. It's mm-hmm. not just. You know, one guy producing it. Oh, Almost no. always yep. it's, you know yep. husband and wife and probably a handful of other people yep. that are yep. you know, and super all of our involved. kids
1: our kids are all involved, they're helping out, you know, doing whatever. So
0: And are they you think they're you know, how involved in rodeo or, uh, or rodeo?
1: Kyla uh, Kyla rodeos she she runs barrels, she'll run barrels tonight. Okay. How um, old is she? She is uh, 15. Oh, wow. And yeah. then Dayton, uh, he's talking about, he's been fighting the mini bulls for the oh, last really? three years. So, and so now he wants it, to
0: be a bullfighter.
1: Well, now he's talking about he wants to ride. He said, uh, that bullfight doesn't pay very good. I think I need to ride some bulls. Yeah. So, hello, funny man.
0: What's up, guys? <laughs> Rodeo time. It's <laughs> almost.
1: <laughs> it is almost. We got about two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, that is no kidding. Yeah. Air conditioning time for sure.
0: Man, the weather doesn't know what to do. The other day it was perfect out.
1: Yeah, we were at Pocahontas, Arkansas, and it was 110 on Friday, and then Saturday it rained two and a half inches.
0: <laughs> Have you guys got much rain?
1: No, we're out on You're, rain. Okay,
0: no. I was going to say, because since I moved to so Springfield, now i moved down to Troy, Missouri, or yeah. Yulia's where I live, and yeah, it's yeah. been just a Missouri is now
1: the new Arizona right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awful. We don't get rain here. It's ridiculous. Another
0: thing that I don't have is, you know, you talked about a bunch of bull riders in the Midwest. Well, that's definitely south, you know, southwest Missouri. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. south Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh, You come up to my part up by St. Louis, and there ain't a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's some rodeos and stuff, but there ain't anybody that's got, like, practice pins. California is about the closest thing, and that's Jesse Dick. and.
1: Yep. He'd yeah jesse dick uh, i tell you another seth reynolds um i rodeoed with seth reynolds he rode bulls with me he's over by kent city he's doing some practice pin stuff over there he's got a good little pin of bulls for guys i've sent some kids over there um you know it's it's really hard to right now feed bulls yeah. that are practice type unless you're getting on them but right. for a contractor it's really tough to do um but seth's doing it over there at his place and um, he's got a lot of kids going in there and stuff and, and Seth's a great guy. Um, I think it's called Forged Ranch. Forged so ranch. if anybody's looking for a place, yeah, that's actually, it's a good little practice pen. I think he bucks on Sundays over there. Kind of like Matt Bohan's dad used to do. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Kind of the same deal. So
0: yeah, Matt's from, I mean, I never really got to know Matt. I never really met him. I mean, yeah. Matt, I uh, mean, I've probably have Matt's met him a great before, guy. I,
1: yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, you know, he kind of just went straight into the PBR. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really. He kind of went from high school rodeo, boom, PBR. Yep. So, um, kind of like Luke Snyder did, just high school rodeo. Yep. He, high school he, PBR.
0: Him, Luke Snyder, Dusty LeBess. So mm-hmm. kind of
1: yeah, like, and we do a school with Dusty and Matt. Because um, whenever I rode Mocan in youth rodeo, Dusty and Luke Snyder both rode in there with me. I wasn't anywhere near as good as they <laughs> were. I ain't even going to pretend like I was. Um, but I mean, heck, it was stacked. Will Lowe. Oh, yeah. He was riding in there. I couldn't even tell you how many. Ropers come out of there that probably went on to do great things. Cool. I mean, that mocam was stacked back in '96, '97, '95 back in that area. Um, but we do a school there in Green Ridge with Matt Bohan and and uh, Dusty help put it on. They're the instructors, and then I kind of help organize it and stuff. And yeah. and uh, that's fun. I love doing that. I love uh, getting those kids, and they need to go to schools. And those my, are the guys to teach them too. Yeah, I mean, Matt and Dusty both have been there. Dusty still holds. Um, the third highest score in the PBR history.
0: I didn't know that yeah
1: i didn't either that, that's
0: cool yeah. huh. yep
1: he was like 90 was that on promised land well, uh, yep yeah. like 96 and a half or something yeah yeah he's still the third highest score so yeah. and dusty's a blast he's
0: fun yeah he is <laughs> yeah so i know dusty so when i first moved to springfield Kevin uh-huh. grosses uh-huh. and i would go down there and, oh, and yeah. dusty would go down there yep. and, and help out in a, a bunch and that's yeah. where I, how i met dusty
1: yeah so we do a school in greenridge uh in the spring and the fall there um a board riding school um and you know it's it's a good school, and those two guys, technically, you can't hardly. I mean, those guys technically yeah, are awesome bull riders. Yeah, you, you know, I mean.
0: Great bull riders. They actually know how to teach people. Yeah. And there's yeah. great bull riders that I would definitely not recommend you yeah. going to. I, I know those some are, of them too. Those <laughs> are two that, that are, you know.
1: Yeah, there's a few guys I know that I'm <laughs> like, dude, you should not teach how, at all. You don't know what you're doing. But
0: you could ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they could, yeah, they could they, ride. They just didn't know how they did it. They had no idea. No clue. Yeah. No yeah, that's clue. just kind of wild. But yeah. what about before I let you go, um, since we're at the rodeo and right. you've got a lot of work <laughs> yeah. to do, um, like what are you doing with the youth? You, know, you talked about the school. Yeah. You, you, um, you have sheep riding at these We events, have sheep and... ride. Well,
1: here we don't have sheep riding, but right. we do have uh, many bull riders. So okay. we've got 12 to 15 year olds um, trying to give them somewhere to go. Uh, you know, if they come to these events right now and they feel comfortable with them, the one thing we don't want is we want young bull riders to feel like, hey, Man, those amped up vents are way out of my league. I can't go to them, you know, or not feel comfortable. So um, we started doing some mini bull riding to try to give those kids somewhere to go, um, you know, try to build build up some more bull riders coming up. But, yeah. I mean, and we try to bring in bulls that, that are going to challenge them, but at the same time they can ride them. I mean, you're not... We're not bringing in cow killing. Yeah. You know, some of those guys want to bring in stuff. You're like, dude, what are you doing? I don't. You wouldn't want to put a dummy on that, man, let alone a kid. What That are you ain't talking no about? joking.
0: Me and Brady, we talked about that in uh, a podcast, and they're just killing guys off. Oh, I know. Man. Logan, we, talk, we talked. We talked in that one too. Yeah. There's some of these mini bucking bulls and steers, and I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that was a legit 90-point ride when you put up that kid yeah. and that mini bull. <laughs> and I'm not going
1: to lie. We have had those a couple times where all of a sudden we'll buck something like, holy crap. Didn't whoa. see that coming. Uh, don't bring him back. <laughs> <Don't> he does <laughs> never need to come back. You know, because you feel right. bad because yeah. the, the bull might start out and not be that great, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, that bull's way too good. So, yeah.
0: And, I mean, for this all to thrive and continue to grow on the rider's part, so, it's going to be super important Oh that, yeah. yeah, that we don't let the – you know caliber of the bulls and even the right. mini bulls and the pride of right. You know man. Well, and I think of.
1: that's another thing that has helped us if we get these guys coming here. So there's a prime example. Bob Mitchell just walked by here. Okay. What's up, Bobby? So he's entered tonight at this event. He started coming here <laughs> when he was younger. You know, you get these guys coming and and whenever they're young and, and treat them good and bring them bulls that they can be successful on. Um, we had Zane Cook. I was talking to him the other day and he said, "Man." I, he was struggling at them PBRs, horrible. I mean, yeah. he was just struggling. Yeah, he, he said, was. gosh, I was struggling so bad. And I started coming to the Amped Up events. He's like, and, man, I built my confidence back. I got to back to where I felt like. And then he went back on tour, and he was just tearing him up he until the good. season end.
0: This year? Yeah, he's he, looking yeah. great.
1: Yep. I mean, and, uh, you know, so for a guy who it, – it's fun to see a guy start out with us and move and then move back up into the PBR or get to the PBR – but then, be like, hey, I'm still coming to that amped up. I don't have a yeah. PBR this week." Yeah, you so.
0: know, it's cool. I just, um, we're going to have to do another one, but I just did a podcast with uh, Ben Perlitz. Oh, yeah. And that, yep. we were talking about that and uh, about, you know, one thing that I love about this sport and everything is, like, you can kind of, like, for me, I went, you know, I, I, two years in and I just jumped over to PBR. And right. And that's all I went to. Right. But then... The relationship to where you can come back to these deals yeah. whenever you want, and you're just accepted. And you know the guys wanting you to take that. Like you know, I remember I remember going to any uh, practice pen at your house. Yeah. And you and and somebody asked me. They're like, you know, what if you accidentally win one of the Do you really think you're ready for the UTB? And I remember you saying, I said, it, you you told me you're like, if you make it on the UTB, you're ready for it. Yeah. And. Yep. But the whole thing was like, you weren't like trying to be, you know, discourage guys from chasing those big goals because yeah. then they would stick around your, you know, rodeos. Yeah. But yeah. you, you wanted that. You wanted them to go there yeah. and then, and, and knowing that, you know, you're always there. So you may see Bob, you know, right. at this event, yeah. you may not see him for three months and you may see him again. And
1: yeah. You well, know. that happened with Zane. Um, he actually, so our finals. Yeah. You know, he got the call to go to the P. And he called me, and I'm like, dude, like, I get, don't be mad. Go. Like, cool. I get it. I want you at our finals. You're winning our tour right now. Okay. But I also understand that that next level is calling you. And if you don't go right now, they may not call you again. So, Yeah, you need to get up there and get it done, you know. So.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, man. I'll I'll let you go, Uh, dude. It's been great having you. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, guys, check out Amped Up Productions. What Um, are your handles on? on Uh, we're Amped
1: Up Productions Pro Bowl Riding Tour. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, and uh, we've got a website, AmpedUpProBullTour.com.
0: All right, sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you.
1: Bye.